BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Perfect. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Lisa from BeastNet Podcast, and today we're talking with Aaron Kaufman. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, okay. Um, uh, well, I'm 55 years old, and I'm finally finding my niche in the uh, in the competitive racing community. Either, either I've gotten better over the years, or uh, or I'm aging to where I'm I'm doing well in my group. Um, but I've I've been a uh, a long time runner. I used to run. I probably ran for about 25 plus years, mostly on the streets. Did a lot of um, a lot of local races, you know. Did a did a lot of marathons, uh, and I was kind of getting bored with the road running. <laughs> yeah. But, so uh, I, I started doing just a little bit of trail running, and really liked that. And uh, um, I, I'd set a goal to do uh, at least ten marathons, and uh, I met that goal. And so as soon as I did. I was like, all right, what's the next thing I should be looking at? And and mud runs I was hearing about, and then this is going back to 2015. Yeah. I started hearing a lot about mud runs, and uh, I just thought, well, I want to look into to what, what all the excitement is about these. And uh, so I started looking around trying to find one. And my, my very first obstacle race was a, was a Tough Mudder in Missouri in 2015. And, and oh. I just love the experience of that. That seems to be like across the board what people do is they run one and it's like, oh my gosh. And they really love the experience. Um, were you able to compete with the Savage Race this last weekend? Yes, I did. Um, I, I met up with a, a friend of mine, Thomas Euling, and we drove up uh, to Chicago. I'm, I'm in the St. Louis area. So it was uh, nearly a six hour drive to get up there. We we both drove up there on Friday night, and then uh, I, I was still skeptical if it was really going to go. I kept uh, checking communications, and yeah, you know, even even when I got up there Friday night, I, I checked, and it's like, yep, it doesn't say anything about cancellations. So uh, <laughs> um, we went out there on on Saturday morning, and uh, it was uh, it was really a great experience. It was so good to be back into the competitive obstacle course racing. My, my last race was uh, was back in February. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's been a while, huh? Yeah, um, so uh, it was really good to get back into it. Did they do anything different for how the times are? Like, was there a festival area? Was there like how did they run it? Yeah, well, I, I last ran a, a Savage race. It was this same race two years ago, uh, and it was at the same location. Uh, this year, however. Um, you could parking was great because the attendance was was intentionally low. Yeah. Um, so they they would not allow you into the festival area until you were within thirty minutes of your start time. So there was oh, wow. a lot of people kind of uh, hanging around at their cars, uh, <laughs> waiting for their designated uh, time to go check in. Yeah. And then uh, of course once you check in, they would do a, a COVID nineteen questionnaire for you. Uh, they would take people's temperatures and, uh, and then if you didn't have a mask, you know, they would give you a mask. And so once you, once you got into line, you really had to wear a mask at all times until you entered the the race corral. Yeah. Wow. That makes, makes sense. That's great that they took those kind of precautions. How was racing for you since you haven't raced since February? How, 
How did that go? Uh, I, well, I, I felt overall pretty good. Uh, the, the challenge for this particular race was uh, it was very hot. It was a hot, sunny day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my my starting time, I did the pro wave, but uh, even by nine a.m., it was uh, it was it was quite warm and and full sun. Uh, you know, a little bit of shade on the course here and there, but mostly uh, it, it was in the sun, which yeah, has yeah. its pros and cons. You know, the, <laughs> it does. You know, the, the con side is that, you know, the, it made the running more challenging. Yeah. And the uh, advantage side is that, uh, you know, the obstacles stayed dry. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> um, so this was your 70th race. Is that correct? That is Correct. Obstacle wow. course race number 70. Wow. That's really 69 and 70 because I did the pro and then I went back and did the uh, the blitz open wave later. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, congratulations on that. And I, how many races did you do last year? Because I caught a glimpse of it and the, it seemed like you, you did nine trifectas, correct? Correct. Yes. Wow. Yes. How far did you travel to get um, all nine? It was... Uh, all in the U.S. All in the U.S. Um, although I did have some plans to to do some traveling, but I, I had an injury that kept me from uh, from going to OCR Worlds in England oh, last year. Bummer. Yeah, so so it was all around the the U.S. last year. Although the year before, I, I had some races in Canada as well. <laughs> did you go to Kimberley? Uh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> there was a few of us that went to Kimberly and that who they pushed us on that one <laughs> in Canada. Uh, so, <laughs> um, what year did you go to OCR worlds? Cause I can see the ribbon hanging behind you there. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that was, uh, I guess 97. So that was the, the second year in Canada. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, a, that was a great experience. I, I really, I really love that. And, uh, uh, I, I intentionally, I, I didn't sign up in 2018, the first year in England, which yeah. of course they had perfect weather for, Yeah, uh, you know, but I, I thought I would go the next year. And then I, then I got an injury a couple of months before that, that kept me from oh, going. Bomber. Um, what was like, you transitioned from road racing to trail racing. How was that for you? Cause I know like for me, road racing just, it kills my legs, but when I'm on, um, uh, trails it doesn't hurt as bad so how does that how did that transition work for you yeah it went okay um i I guess probably my biggest learning experience was switching to trails uh your running form becomes more important (laughs) you know you can't get lazy you can't kind of drag your feet a bit you know um (laughs) you really need to keep the high knees going because you'll find uh you know if if you're not lifting your feet up you're going to trip a lot more (laughs) So that was the biggest adjustment for me, which I think helped because yeah. it also helped me with a with a better running form. Yeah, um, I, I trip over my own two feet just walking. So, <laughs> um, they Spartan just announced today that the rest of the twenty twenty season is done, and Tough Mudder's already done that. How are you feeling with? how races are going to go. Do you have any more planned or is this kind of putting you on hold like everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, Well, I was um, certainly looking to, uh, to get a surge of Spartan racing in, uh, in the second half of the year. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, I I was signed up for both Utah and West Virginia just because I was originally signed up for Utah then it deferred and, and I automatically was deferred there. And I'd already signed up for West Virginia, and then they fell on the same date suddenly. 
Oh no. <laughs> and uh, so I had that dilemma, uh, but, but I left them both intact. I was going to wait until one was certain for sure before I canceled the other one. Yeah. Uh, and because both were looking like toss ups as to whether they would actually go. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed. I, I had a, a number of races I was, I was planning on doing this fall, but I, you know, I, I can understand the frustration, um, you know, from Joe DeSena's standpoint, trying to make that decision, you know, he, he's going to get people angry, you know, whether he waits to the last minute or whether he does it earlier, you know, whether he communicates well, whether he doesn't, you know, it's a yeah. tough spot to be in. It really is. I feel for all the companies right now because it's affecting so many and hopefully next year when we get back to it, everybody's going to be like, yes. And they, everybody packs the venues and everything else, which would be great to see. Um, do you have any races that you enjoy a little bit more than others? Oh, um, <laughs> you know, I'd have to go with the, the OCR world championship and the North American championship. Uh, just, just the variety, the, you know, the, the attendance from people all over the world or all over yeah. North America, it, it, it makes it seem like, uh, you know, like an Olympic village. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I, I just love it. You know, seeing athletes, you know, wearing shirts from, you know, wherever their country is and, you know, in, in the excitement, uh, you know, there, there's the competition, but it's always the, you know, the friendly competition. Yes. So, um, it, I just find it as a, a fantastic experience. Uh, when you've been to OCR Worlds, now, if I have heard correctly, they take obstacles from all the different races and kind of combine them, or do they have their own completely different obstacles? That's right. They're bringing in, you know, different obstacles. So, um, you know, one, one of the really uh, interesting obstacles to me and when I first did the, the OCR World Championship was the, the floating walls. You know, and I learned they came from the Indian mud run. Oh, and, wow. And so I've been wanting to do that race so bad. I couldn't fit it in the last two years, but I signed up for it this year and, and then it deferred. You yeah. Know, it, it postponed, but I could still make the second one. So I was all excited about it. <laughs> of course, it, it, it ended up canceling as well. Where was it supposed to be this year? Uh, I don't know if I can remember the, the exact pronunciation of that town. It was in Ohio. In Ohio? Okay. Yeah. Gosh, Ockton, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> North of Columbus, uh, I believe. North of Columbus, right on. Um, what? So you went with mud runs. Did you do? Was it straight into obstacles, or was it like some of the other like smaller, you know, more fun runs, like the ones with the inflatable things, or was it just straight into like Warrior Dash, Spartan, and Tough Mudder? Uh, right. Yeah, I, I just went right into those. Um, you know, that, that first race I did, as I, as I mentioned, was uh, the, the Tough Mudder. Yeah. But then in 2016, there was a, a local race called the, the Battlegrounds Mud Run. Oh. And it was near, near my house and uh, not too far away in, in Missouri. And uh, it was my first time ever doing a competitive obstacle race. And uh, I, I ended up taking third in my age group. So I thought, <laughs> That's maybe, awesome. I'm, uh, maybe I'm doing better here <laughs> than I am with just straight running. Yeah. So, uh, so, so anyway, that was a, that was a great event. I loved it. It was, uh, you know, on, on, on the small side in terms of attendance, but it had some really good obstacles. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Do you have, uh, are there a lot of local races or is it just kind of sparse in your area? Yeah, it tends to be sparse. Um, well, that same battleground location, yeah. uh, eventually lost out to tough mutter. So Tough Mudder actually took over that venue last year. 
I, I wasn't able to race. There was a Spartan race I, I had already signed up to. Uh, so I couldn't join in that first Tough Mudder. Uh, I was planning on doing it this year, but <laughs> but, but I think that was, it, it canceled not for COVID reasons. That was the, I think the bankruptcy issue was, that, yeah. that, that really got it there. And, and then the COVID-19. COVID-19, yeah. <laughs> it kind of had a double whammy. Uh, and, and Spartan did host a, um, uh, a stadium race at, at Bush Stadium last oh, year. How was that? Uh, I wish I could have gone to it, but I, but it fell on the same same date as another big event. It, it may have, if I remember right, it may have been uh, North American Championship. Uh, oh. I don't, it was it was another big race going on that I yeah that I was so going that. to. <laughs> You've been to Tahoe then for a couple of years, or have you gone to Tahoe at all before this? Uh, yes, I went it? last year. How is Tahoe? Everybody seems to have different experiences at Tahoe. Some you, of them are you really love good. It or you hate it yeah. or both. <laughs> yeah. How was it for you? For me, um, well, this is one of my first races after after I had an injury last year. So uh, I, I I ran in West Virginia, which qualified me for it, but I could only do one race in West Virginia. So I was trying to recover uh, for doing like Tahoe, and fortunately, I felt good when I went out there. Um, and, but when I got out there, I, I'd signed up for the beast both days. Saturday was a beast, but it was a, an open only. Yeah. So it was non-competitive and Sunday was the world championship. Uh, and of course that's the big competitive one. Yeah. But, but as I was flying out there and checking the weather, um, <laughs> it was looking pretty scary on Sunday. Yeah. And, and Saturday looked pretty good, at least in the morning, Saturday looked good. So, um, so I, so I made the decision just on the way out there. I'm, I'm going to run the Saturday beast, but take it very easy. I'll just enjoy the scenery. I'll, uh, you know, walk the uphills. I'll, you know, get familiar with the, the obstacles. And, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I did that because, because it was really a good experience. No pressure at all. Uh, I got to really see my first time in the, in the mountains there. Uh, it was really a good, no pressure kind of event. Awesome. And, and then the bad weather moved in, you know, Saturday afternoon. And, you know, some people were out on the course when the bad weather hit and lightning. And Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about that one. <laughs> and, and, and that also meant it was also bringing in the cold weather for the next morning. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so we, uh, we ended up getting some snow, some very cold air, some high winds. It was, uh, it was a delayed start on that Sunday. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was really, really cold. <laughs> and, and for somebody in the, you know, just a small hilly section of Missouri, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not used to the altitude or the mountains. Yeah. The altitude can definitely get you. Um, even though I live in Washington, I'm I'm at sea level. So when we do like Montana and even up in Canada, those races, man, that altitude, if you don't have a day or two to kind of adjust, it can, it can kind of kick your butt. So how did it yeah. do it to me? <laughs> do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. With Spartan races, have you done all of the races, including the ultras, the hurricane heats? Like what, how much of that have you done? Uh, yes, I, I, I did one ultra and uh, that was last year. And that, unfortunately, that's the race that I was injured in. Oh, no. Uh, 
Yeah, I pulled some muscles, and so I was uh, I, I was out. I had to I had to skip my next ten races. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's definitely a, that's definitely some pulled muscles. Was anything <laughs> torn, or is it just a lot of just over usage? Yeah, well, it was uh, kind of uh, an injury from the prior week, the Chicago Spartan oh. race. It was a it was a real rainy, muddy location, and uh, I ended up uh, straining myself a bit on the oh. on the Atlas carry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> trying to lift up that muddy, you know, ball in the rain, and you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I strained myself a bit. Oh um, man, I actually. Still did well in the race. It just bothered me just just slightly. Yeah. And the next day, I did another Spartan race, and uh, I was completely fine. So I, I thought it was nothing. But then the next week, I went to Ohio, did the ultra, and uh, you know, when I was climbing up the uh, eight foot box, oh. I guess I just tore the muscles the rest of the way. I, oh I no! It was instant extreme pain. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but you know, it's uh. Being around all these tough Spartans, you know, I tried to tough it out. I, <laughs> you suck it up just to try to yeah. get through. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I, en- I ended up, uh, I-, I found it impossible to run. You know, oh. the, the, the pain just got bad if I tried to run. But if I stood there, if I sat down, you know, if I walked slow, it was just a mild pain. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up walking 23 miles to finish <gasps> the race. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, that's and, and brutal! Was, but you finished. <laughs> and, and I tell you, when your when when your ab muscle is injured and you don't want to like pick up your legs, oh. you can really be focused on the obstacles to make sure you don't fall to do burp. <laughs> end up having to do the burpees. Oh yeah, the burpees would not have been fun at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I struggled through it, made it through, and uh, but, but anyway, my then my next. Um, big race was West Virginia. I did okay there. It was probably my worst time, my worst placement ever. Uh, but then I had some more time to recover for, uh, uh, for Lake Tahoe. And I, you know, I, I felt good out there as far as running. That's awesome. Uh, so obviously some, most of the race company, you know, race affiliates and stuff, they are starting to, you know, drop their schedules for next year. Are you kind of, are you tentative about planning? Or are you kind of trying to plan it out just so you can have an idea of what you want to do? Cause I mean, everything's kind of weighing on what happens right now. Right. Right. Uh, yes. I've definitely been looking to schedule. I've signed up for some, some Spartan races already. Uh, you know, I have the season pass and, you know, thankfully they, they extended that to next year. Oh, perfect. Uh, you know, so, um, so I've been signing up for the races, uh, you know, especially a lot of my favorite ones. I, I love, uh, Southern California. Uh, I love Phoenix, uh, Jacksonville, uh, Big Bear, you know, I just, uh, <laughs> you love Big Bear. I've heard people I do, yeah. about Big Bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've done, I saw the list that you did and, um, have you thought about doing like a the battle frog or um any of those because they're more like the east coast we're trying to get them out here but there's yeah. some more on that side of the country have you done any of those yet or the yeah no not the bone frog it's yeah, been on my frog. list trying to work it in you know <laughs> the season pass with spartan i you know i tend to go to more of those it spartan does. races yeah and uh and often it conflicts with you know the other ones i want to do you know like, yeah. like indian mud run sometimes or uh and, and i found the case with bone frog 
but I am eyeing the one. I think there's one in December that was still on in uh, in Mississippi. Oh, oh perfect! That'd be uh, so, great. So hopefully that'll that'll stay on, <laughs> and I can I can uh, make it to that one and get yeah. my first one in. And and Savage Race is still on as well, as far as I know. Um, that that may be some challenges too for them. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, there there are some you know that that are still on the schedule. Oh, perfect. So are you planning to go to Worlds next year? I mean, if yes, how things absolutely. are planning out. Uh, yeah, I was, there... I was signed up this year. I had the, the travel arrangements made. And uh, so, uh, and, and of course, that all entry will automatically defer to next year. Oh, that's awesome. Are there any races or anything um, outside of the U.S. that you would like to do or go travel to? Because um, they have, they seem to have so many different races um, outside of the u.s and i keep seeing little blurbs of them so are there any that your your interest is peaked in yes i'd, I'd love to get over to ireland and, and do uh you know the one of the spartan races in ireland uh for, for, for my job i was traveling you know to different countries and always trying to find uh you know uh an obstacle race somewhere when i traveled <laughs> yeah uh, and unfortunately i couldn't work those in other than uh i, I did get one in chicago and, and one in boston uh, that was that was tied to my work trip and and, and I did get a um, it was just a regular road half marathon in Ireland a few oh, years ago so that, awesome. that worked out perfect with my trip <laughs> no but yeah I would I would like to do some obstacle races in in Europe uh, you know and I was all set to go there last year when I had to had to cancel that cancel. one yeah are you doing any road racing still or are you just strictly the the obstacle course racing yeah I have a few favorites. Um, you know, I, I really like our, we have a local turkey trot. And, uh, <laughs> and so I do that with my family because that's uh, the only race out of the year my family will join me. <laughs> so, uh, so, so we go to that. It's it's at uh, Six Flags. So it's uh, actually runs through the park. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and they have a massive parking lot. So you get to park right there at the race start. So it, it's, it's just very, very convenient for us. Oh, that's so I, I do that one. And then there's a, there's a mixed, uh, road and trail half marathon, uh, that I do in my, my town every, uh, every January called Here's the frozen you. feet half marathon. <laughs> I could see that it's in January. <laughs> right. So, uh, there's only two, those are the only two races. Uh, when I looked at my schedule, what I had been running, those, those were the only two races I did last year. And you know, the only two are I'm planning for next year. Oh, awesome. Um, How's your training been? Because, you know, we've been deferred so many times with races. Um, are you still same consistent training or have you like weaned it back a little bit? Like, how's that going for you? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I, fortunately I have the, the, the motivation to really train. Yeah. And, and unfortunately at times that could be a bad thing because I may be training too much. And, and, and what I found out was, um, you know, when, when I'm regularly racing, it's, it's typically two obstacle course race weekends in a month. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm so, so I do my training and then I, then I start tapering, you know, the, the five days or so before the race. Yeah. So that's my recovery time. And then, then I'll have the race weekend and then maybe take one recovery day after that. And I jump right back into jump it. Jump right back into it. Yeah. Um, but, but with the races canceling, what I found out is since the end of February, I've been working out like crazy every week and thinking, okay, there's a race coming up. I'll taper off when that gets here. And then a few weeks before the race, it cancels. And so I just keep working out. And, and so what I found was 
I'm, I'm not getting any kind of rest. I need, I need, <laughs> I need yeah. to force myself to take that rest. Yeah, I was just saying, are you forcing yourself to rest because you're just so focused on training? Right. Um, I saw in um, the notes here that you have some obstacles in your backyard. What all have you built? It's, uh, well, I had to, had to get my uh, deck replaced, and it's, it's about 30 feet long. 16 feet wide and it's uh i have a full walkout basement so it's it's basically like a a a perfect rig structure to have (laughs) right in place there so i have all these eye bolts everywhere and i'm uh i've hung up a set of rings uh, some gibbons have a steel pipe you know to traverse there and some other uh uh, baseballs and nunchucks and you know, so oh, uh, that's great. I'm, I'm adding things periodically and you know trying to get better at, uh, at, at the different kind of obstacles I, I, I had a few of them inside it for a while nearly not nearly enough space uh, yeah but the biggest challenge for me in the obstacle race is uh is, is what happens when they're wet Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, icy and yeah and so now i have something i can leave them hang out there in the rain and then uh you know get some practice in while while the uh you know, the, all the objects are wet yeah that really changes your grip and your focus when you have to deal with wet obstacles we deal with it up here all the time and it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a challenge um are there any obstacles like in Spartan race that you have as a favorite and ones that you just are like, oh, I don't want to, but I'm going to do it anyways. Like some people have their favorites. Some have the ones that they just, they don't like doing, but you know, it's a Spartan race. You still do them. Yeah. I don't know that there's anything I, I really hate. Um, you know, the, the one that I find most challenging you know, is, is, is the spear throw <laughs> yeah, <yep>. you know, <laughs> just because I can practice, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, I feel really good at home and, and I get out of the race and, and then I miss. <laughs> and, and, and so that, that one can be really frustrating. And, and I noticed even the, you know, the, the top athletes are, are missing on occasion. So it's, it, it's a bit of a wild card. It so, is. So that's the one even though I can, you know, at home I can hit, you know, 19 out of 20 or maybe 48 out of 50, you know, and, you know, I get on the race and I hit one and I'm, I'm still excited. Okay, good. Cause I, <laughs> I know I've missed enough in the races that, uh, you know, 30 burpees, boy, that's not fun at all. So no, it's not. So, so maybe that's the obstacle I hate the most is the 30 burpees. <laughs> the 30 burpees. Yeah. But that's everybody's their love hate relationship with burpees. Right. Uh, do you think with the spear throw, is it partly cause you know, we're all practicing in our backyard. So there's really no, there's no normal distractions or noises or anything kind of going on. Do you think that plays a factor in the spear throw for people? If they're not used to having all the, everybody around other people throwing at the same time. Yeah, maybe that's, that's some of it. And I guess that's the part I haven't been able to simulate yet. <laughs> uh, right. You know, cause I, uh, my son and I have been doing some workouts since he, he's home from college for an extended time because of the, <laughs> pandemic <laughs> yeah uh, but but he likes to go out when we're done working out immediately go about back and throw some spears so that's okay. good because now you're tired you know you've been working out and then you walk yeah. out back and, and, and throw some spears uh, and, and I've also worked it into you know whenever I run around the neighborhood you know I'll just immediately run to the backyard throw some spears, spears. You know, while I'm winded you know <laughs> so, I, yeah. so I can simulate that aspect but but not with the crowd watching you you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Has your family, like you said, that you guys do the turkey trot, you know, the once a year, have they done any Spartans? Have they been 
wanting to participate? How does your family interact with it? Because it's obviously a huge part of your life, which it makes it a part of theirs. How, how does that interact? Right. Uh, yeah, well, my son certainly, um, you know, uses the, the obstacles I have in the backyard. Uh, but I did talk my, my wife into, and son into doing the, uh, what's called the uh, Crusher Race in, in Eureka, Missouri. So that's uh, not far from my house. And uh, so they both did that. It's, it's a non-competitive race, but yeah. it had some pretty interesting obstacles. Uh, <laughs> a lot of running. It was a 5K or a 10K option to it. Yeah. Uh, but, but there were some, uh, some pretty good obstacles in that. And they, and they both completed it. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, my wife said, never again. <laughs> <laughs> my son said, yeah, he'd like, to, he'd like to do one. So he actually did go out to that. One the, the last battleground mud run we had, he went out to uh it was kind of an open house where you could go try out some of the obstacles before uh, the race weekend. He didn't do the race, but he did go to the open house and uh, enjoyed that aspect of it. So he, he definitely wants to join me sometime. Oh, perfect. Yay. Got to get the family involved. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. Do you have, so you run mostly the competitive. Do you ever run open very often and just like be a part of, because the open heats are totally different than the competitive heats. The competitive is just, you're going, you're focused, but the open heats seem to have more of the team building, I guess, and being with people and helping people out. Do you go and run those or do you stay mostly competitive? Uh, well, I, I do competitive whenever I can, but if yeah. the opportunity comes up, um, you know, j- just like in uh, at the Savage Race in Chicago yeah. on Saturday, you know, I, I did the the pro wave, you know, so that's the 10K distance. Yeah. Uh, and it was really hot. <laughs> uh, but but I, I had also signed up for the um, for, for a, a, a second lap. And that was yeah. open, of course. Yeah. Uh, but the, the open is. You know, I, I probably did, uh, you know, dozens of competitive obstacle races, uh, you know, like especially Spartan before yeah. I ever ran an open wave race. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice to get out there at times and just kind of take it all in and enjoy the scenery and, you know, maybe try different things on obstacles you wouldn't want to do racing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and then, and then talk the social aspects. Wow. You know, there, <laughs> even though there's, there can be a good bit of talking in the competitive waves, depending on where you are in the course. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just love talking to people on the, in the open waves and I, I can talk the whole time. I'll just, you know, anytime <laughs> I run by somebody, I'll say something to them and, you know, conversation starts up, maybe I'll, uh, you know, stay with them a bit. <laughs> Yeah, that that sounds like a typical open heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what have you been placing? Because you run competitive, your age group is you know more condensed. I guess would be the best way to put it. Like limited amount of people. How is that affecting like your placements and stuff? I mean, yeah. Last we- last year I was in the fifty to fifty four group, and um, uh, you know when I started doing, and that's when I hit the Spartans big time last yeah. year. Um, I, I when I started the year, I didn't think I would ever hit the podium, uh, you know, but, but then I, you know, for age group, Yeah. Um, but, but then I did the Montana race and, and I ended up taking first place out there in my age group. And I, I was just so excited. And then uh, I ended up, uh, I guess I hit, uh, probably hit the podium seven times last year. 
Oh, that's, that's amazing. Especially when you didn't think that was in your grasp and to have it just be like, I can do it and I've got it. That's incredible. Um, do you, is there a goal when it comes to competitive now? Are you wanting to do more and get more into like the pro side or just kind of stay in the age group and yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, being 55, I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely where I belong in the age group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although I do compare myself at times, you know, and say, well, if I ran that time in the elite, where would I fall? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and generally I'm not last. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the conditions could be different at that time, but, um, yeah. you know, big bear is an example last year, they sold out an age group before I signed up. So I, I ended up signing up for elite and then, uh, you know, before, before the race got here, they opened up some more age group spots. So I, I was able to switch out. Perfect. But, uh, you know, and I know you have to qualify this year to, to make elite. Uh, yeah. For, for the Spartan. Uh, yes. But uh, in terms of, uh, you know, this year I've done eight competitive races and uh, I hit the podium six times. Oh, that's, so, that's so what great. you said, you know, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. my, my age group pool is getting smaller. And and some of the people I would consistently lose to in the fifty to fifty four group, you know, I I aged out of that. Aged out they, didn't of it. Follow, they haven't followed me yet. <laughs> so, uh, so 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 far things are looking really good for this year. Um, how how long do you think you're going to continue to do this? Because I've seen people out there who. I've been a lady in uh, Washougal, Washington. I think she was 80 and she was out there and she was still racing. Like, do you feel this is really um, improving your health when it comes to, cause you're so active, you're still doing things and you know, injuries aside, as long as they're not too bad or anything like that, how long do you think you're going to continue to race? Oh, as long as I can. You can. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the good thing is, uh, you know, I got to, I got to meet a lot of, uh, different racers and, and there's a lot of racers in their sixties and seventies and, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're out there all the time, you know, with all the big races I go to. So it's, uh, it's good to see them out there. Uh, so there, there's, in my mind, there's no reason I can't go another you know 10 or 15 years with this. Perfect. Um, so you, you ran the road races and everything else. Have you always been a runner or did you pick that up as you got older? Where did that start happening for you? Yeah, I was really in college. I was in Air Force ROTC and we had to do these running tests, you know, so we had <laughs> some training for it. So that, that's the first time I ever really picked up running just for the sake of running. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then when I, I remember when I got out of college and uh, worked for a couple of years and, you know, I, it seemed like I was just gaining weight because I wasn't as active as I was. <laughs> and uh, And so I thought I'd start running again. And and I remember that first time I ran, <laughs> you know, probably uh, maybe 23, 24, first time I ran in a few years. And, and and I could barely get around the block, you know, a quarter mile and I was dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that really shocked me. That was a big wake up call. It's like, I cannot believe I'm, I'm that out of shape. And uh, so then I just started picking up. And, and ever since then, I've uh, running has just been a regular part of my, my working out. Um, have you thought about doing like, cause I know they have like the trail ultras and other trail races that aren't necessarily obstacle course racing. Have you thought about doing any of those or are you just going to stick with obstacle course racing? Uh, I'll, I'll do a trail race if the opportunity comes up. 
Um, I, I was out in Seattle, you know, last year. For yeah. The, uh, was that the April? I think that was one of the first trail runs. <laughs> was, yeah, it was April. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yep, it was April. We had really bad weather, I think, one day, the day of the trail race. It was it was actually decent weather. That's what, that's our, that's our weather out here. So yeah, um, I, I think I ended up with hypothermia during that race, during the Spartan race. Yep. And, and, and for the trail run, I actually wore, I don't know if you ever remember seeing any photos, but I was, I was a guy wearing this yellow rain poncho. Running the trail run. <laughs> yep. Cause yeah. I was shivering the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, the trail race. Um, I did that one too because like it was the first trail race, and um, yeah. I loved it. I thought they did a really great job of. Um, they still kept it technical and complicated, right. but it was fun to get through it without having the obstacles, except at the very end. But um, I really liked the trail race. I'm glad they've added a few more lengths to it, which um, I'm looking forward to doing those at some point. Uh, yeah, Seattle. It's I love hearing how the other races are when it comes to weather and the difficulties dealing with that in the terrain. Cause Seattle is the spring race has always been, it's a soul sucker. I don't know how else to put it. Like you're, you're lucky if your shoes don't get stuck in the mud and have to pull them out. Like and right. the, the cold and everything else. Um, I noticed Spartan does not have Seattle on the spring, <laughs> the spring list right now, just in the fall, which we tend to have better weather. Um, but I liked how challenging that spring race was because you have to fight the elements and yourself and the obstacles. So it really kind of like, it was a trifecta of everything you have to get through like grit wise. Right. Um, so how, what are your thoughts on the different like trains and the weather and everything else? Is there an area that you like a little bit more because it seems a little bit more difficult or. Well, not having ever spent a lot of time in the desert, you know, growing up in the South and living in the Midwest and the Northeast. Um, I just love desert running. So that Phoenix race, uh, you know, Laughlin, you know, those, those Spartans there, I, I just love that terrain and especially Phoenix. Uh, Cause it's, it's a lot of short up and downs and winding trail, you know, so yeah. no, not, nothing crazy as far as elevation, but it's just constant up and down. And, up and down, yeah. And turning I, 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 in, in, in that desert environment. I just love it. I would like to do one of those. I did Dallas a couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved the terrain there. It was challenging, and their their hills weren't like – I'm used to more of like our hills up here, and they're – they're pretty challenging. I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. I could do that. That reminds me of the Washougal race. So the hills weren't, they were challenging, but they weren't as much as I thought they were because they were more like rolling. And I loved Dallas just for the train alone. Like you were running through creeks, you were going up hills, you were dealing with sloppy mud. I don't know how else to put it. It's not the mud that you get sucked in, it's the mud you slide on. So it was great right. to see that kind of terrain. And I loved Dallas um, for that just because the train was so different. And, um, I can see where the desert could be challenging. Was there a lot of heat when you were there or was it a little bit more mild? It was mild. It's, it's mild. in February. Uh, oh, but, definitely so mild. Three years in a row. I, you know, that was my very first Spartan. You know, it was two years ago. Then I did it last year and, of course, early this year. Uh, so three years in a row. Uh, uh, it was on the cold side, you know, the yeah. first year and, and, the, and this year. And, in fact, this year was really interesting because um, – uh, you know, generally it seems like the the elite waves get the better conditions, right? Because it's uh, 
generally cooler weather, which is better and most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I've been to a number of races where it started raining after the early waves go. And, you know, so now we're, you know, that, that particular race was clearly a disadvantage for the elite men and elite women uh, because there was frost on the obstacles. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and the sun was just rising, you know, so by the time I went through and, you know, the age groups got through, you know, things were, were dry, um, with the exception of maybe the water cups, you know, you grab a cup of water and it would have ice across the top. <laughs> this is cool water. <laughs> right, but it, but it, it was really interesting and, uh, watch, watching the elites go by, especially something like the rings, because oh. I had never seen an elite racer chicken wing across the rings before. Oh, I saw that in Seattle this last year. I'm like, what are you doing? Because I saw the, the hook and the chicken wing. I'm like, yeah. I've never seen that in my life. So that, that made me really nervous about the obstacles, you know, as I was in the starting corral ready to go and thinking if they're chicken wing across the, uh, the rings, what's the rest of the obstacles like? <laughs> But fortunately, by the time I was there, everything was dry and, you know, no problem at all. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I find, I found that interesting too, to see them chicken winging. I've never seen that before. And I was like, how do you not get your arm stuck? Like, I don't understand this. Like, it confused me. I sat there probably a good 15 minutes in Seattle watching them just go through and that whole, like you said, it's that chicken wing. I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> but they got through it. I guess that's just part of um, learning how to adjust to the weather, to the conditions and everything else with races. So it's a good way to adjust, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, you know, the, the weather event could make or break, you know, your placement. So <laughs> yes, it definitely can. Um, does your family travel with you at all? Or are they just kind of stay back and let you travel or um, no, my wife will travel a good bit. You know, my, my, yeah. my daughter's married, you know, with a child and yeah. in a job. So she can't travel uh, with me as much. Yeah. Uh, and, and my son's finishing up college. Um, but my wife will join me certainly at any of the, the warm weather locations, <laughs> you know, somewhere interesting to go. She'll, she'll definitely join along. She'll join you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you, so you, cause you run competitive, but, um, do you have a team or anybody that you kind of help train with, or you just train all on your own? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few athletes uh, in, in the area that I, I do occasionally run with or meet up with a, at a local obstacle gym. Um, you know, I've had some invitations to you know go over to their house. You know, some people set up some obstacles in their in their basement or in their backyard. Yeah. Uh, so so I haven't done that part yet. But uh, definitely met up with others for uh, local gym training, uh, trail running, trail running, perfect. Uh, you know, swimming yeah. across the river, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cold water um, dips in the winter. <laughs> oh, burp. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan of those. <laughs> um, with the pandemic and everything going on, you're still training. Is there like anything that you want to? say to help keep people motivated? Cause I know that's going to be a big challenge for a lot of people. Racing is like the, and like, no, for me, it's their outlet. It's how they work through things and 
that's kind of hard when you lose that motivation. Like, oh, I got a race coming up and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and pushing. But when they're suddenly gone and like, yeah, there's next year, but that's a huge gap between now and next year. That's a good, what, six months before we kind of hit that. And is there any words of advice or anything that you could think of like to motivate? Like, I know you're very self-motivated, but to help keep people going, is there any, any advice you have? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, just find other people with, uh, with your interests, with your passions. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I discovered Meetup. You know, so if you look on Meetup, it's just a way to get people together for whatever activity. And, and you can search for things like obstacle racing or trail running. So I, I found a, a great group of people to do some trail running with. And that, uh, that really keeps me motivated. Um, you know, it, it, it's great, to, uh, you know, you know, to meet up with other people with your interests. Yeah. Uh, so far, you know, hardly any of the trail runners are, are actually obstacle course racers as well. But, uh, you know, I do find some on occasion that have at least done, you know, one or two or three before. Yeah. Uh, but, but still, you know, the, the biggest obstacle for me is really the trail running part. Yeah. Uh, so, so I need to get that trail running training in. And then uh, it seems like obstacle gyms are becoming more popular. And uh, one just opened in my town uh, probably a year and a half ago. Uh, it's now convenient. The, the closest one before was about 45 minute drive away. Yeah. Uh, so um, that helps a lot. And you can, again, meet a whole new group of people. You can uh, learn some new techniques. You know, you can you know, kind of have a regular scheduled time if you want to go do some of those workouts. That's perfect. Um, and, 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 and there's also really what motivates me is to kind of stay working with some other people. Yeah. So, um, um, I, don't, I don't know if there's, a, uh, I, I guess it's okay to say like, I do a lot of beach body workouts. Yeah, uh, that's fine. <laughs> P90X3, P90X, hammer and chisel, lift four. Uh, and, and to me, they're, they're just a great way to keep yourself motivated uh, to get through the workout. You know, yeah. You, you, you hit play and you just want to keep up with everybody. Yeah. Even though they can't see you. It's like, okay, <laughs> I got to keep up with these other people working now. There's still a competition there. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, well, if that person can do it for 30 minutes, I can. <laughs> exactly. Um, where can we find you? Like on social media? Uh, I know that you have an Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's under Aaron Kaufman, but I know there's a little more uh, more to it than that. Uh, well, I know we'll I should have had it. that ready. But. We'll post it in the link. And you're um, an ambassador for Honey Stinger, am I correct? That's correct. Yeah, I've uh, used the Honey Stinger project products for many, many years in uh, my my marathon running, the road running, uh, with the trail running, and then you know, I so I thought I'd uh, thought I'd apply for the ambassadorship and was was accepted, and so it's a uh, uh, I, I use their products every race and uh, very happy with the, with the honey stinger. And it's awesome. good to be part of a the honey stinger hive. You know, there's some more <laughs> camaraderie there and, you know, that's awesome. Uh, it's all good stuff. Um, so how long have you been an ambassador for honey stinger? Uh, just starting this year. So this year? Uh, yeah, earlier this year. Awesome. Is there anybody else that you're ambassador with or that you in promote or enjoy? Yeah, with Orange Mud for the okay. hydration vest. Yeah, I um, uh, met the owner at one of the Spartan races, and was I'd been looking around for a hydration pack because uh, I had another 
another pack from a, a brand. I won't, I won't say what, but <laughs> my, my very first obstacle race with it, I climbed the, the eight foot wall and uh, ended up tearing it. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is my first race with this pack and I, and I broke it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, uh, so I kind of just patched it together and, and used it for my training, but I, I, I wanted to get a, a better pack. And I, so I started looking around and I, I really liked the orange mud product. And uh, so I bought a, a couple of packs and then, and then I talked to the owner some and uh, I asked him if he had any kind of ambassadorships and, and sure enough he did. So I, so I applied and was accepted. And so uh, I'm uh, promoting that brand as well. That's awesome. Um, so just to kind of wrap things up, uh, and again, like you said, you know, keep them motivated, find people to work out with, um, I guess, uh, you, with your handle, are you pretty active on your Instagram or is it just kind of as you race? Yeah, I'm, I'm much more active with uh, Facebook. Um, Facebook? Okay. Right, and and then I I've started using Instagram this year, so I'm st- I'm still in the ramp up phase for for using. It. But, <laughs> but yeah, that one out. <laughs> yeah, I do regularly post on it. Uh, yeah, some videos, some photos, some training events, some race events. But most of my actual awesome. race photos, uh, you know, I put on the Facebook side, and probably more of yeah. my my training I, I put on the uh, the Instagram side. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for joining me and coming on and tell me about your, um, experience with your 70th race and your future of racing. I really appreciate it. Um, look forward to hopefully seeing you out in Seattle again <laughs> at some point. Uh, okay, yeah, I was going to be there for the, uh, the, the national series race. Right. Yeah. Of course that's not happening. Hopefully right. next year though. Woo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Good talking with you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.